But that's the whole thing about this fame shit. Like, if I ever get famous, I'm not... That's the problem. Is I'm not doing any of that. I mean, even if you did get famous, they're going to pull something out that you don't even remember doing. It's going to be like the night of your 21st birthday at a bar. You bought somebody a shot and assumed their gender, and then all of a sudden you lose every cent to your name because of it. Well, if it's something like that or something I said, I can come out and be like, yo, guys my bad like I fucked up <laughs> and I've definitely either in some way or another I've definitely said something that's gonna piss somebody off and it doesn't matter when I did it or where I did it it's gonna happen at some point I'll be okay with that but I'm talking about something as serious as like what he did oh yeah no like if we're at a party and there's girls there I'm getting my fucking car and leaving <laughs> like you will not catch me there and it's not that I have anything against the girls it's just like I don't want to be caught up in any situation because, like, if I'm hanging out, if I bring you guys up and you guys bring a friend and they do something and I'm at the same party where that happened, I look terrible in that scene. Mm-hmm. So I am not, I'm not doing that shit. That's such a minefield. Like, if you think about it, like ten or twenty years ago, there was people doing some really, really foul shit that nobody batted an eye at. But like now, you could say one thing and lose. You know, thirty years of career. Or now with fucking Zoom calls. I mean, there's the one guy who got caught jerking off in the Zoom call. Like that's not something I would have ever imagined. Yeah, like is that messed up and inappropriate? Hell yeah. Yeah. But he didn't know he it was happening, and every guy does it. To some like, on a Zoom call. Not on a Zoom <laughs> call, but like on their own time. He he thought it was like on his own time, I guess. Now. Me, personally, I would wait till work's over. Okay. And, you know, I'm alone. <laughs> but he, I guess, couldn't help himself. But, yeah, some people have different urges than others, I guess. But the fact that he got caught and they let him go, I was like, damn. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though, is you know for a fact they were all staring at him for a solid, like, two minutes. Because like, I know there's somebody who orchestrates that call. If I saw that, I understand it's work. But, like, end the call. Like, boot everybody out. And restart it. Yeah, just get it back. Like, everybody was probably just standing there looking at him going, uh... Like, how about somebody just say something? Tell him to put it away. I didn't watch the video, but I read an article that, like, describes it. And apparently, like, when he got up, the camera went down. So you mm. could, like, see... I guess see what was happening. Mm. Um, like, like if, I, if I was in a Zoom call with, like, you guys, and we were, like, going live for YouTube or something, and that was happening, I'm immediately screaming your name if you don't answer <laughs> any of the call because well, that's not a good look. See, that's the thing. It's, like, I... And I do feel bad because, like, obviously being older innately, he's probably going to be worse off with technology than somebody who's, like, doing Zoom calls in college. So I guess I can understand how you didn't know that your camera was off. But, like, double-check, dude. <laughs> like, just make sure. Like, I get that you have that unstoppable urge and that thing needs to be done. That very second you need to solve that problem, but, like, just double-check. Because, I mean, that dude was older. So, like, you know he worked in that career for, like, 20 years. And yeah. just threw it all away because he needed to rub one out real quick. Well, he was a news anchor, so he... Oh, really? I thought he was in, like, law. Maybe he was, but I know it was, like, publicly broadcasted, which was anybody at any age could watch it. So, like, that's just one of those things, like, hey, man, life happens, you have to let you go. Mm-hmm. So, I feel bad for the guy. Because they're not even going to... That's the shitty part, though. And that's what makes me think, it's like... You could work in a career and be, like, two years off of retirement and make one mistake and get fired, and it's like, congratulations, there's no shot you're ever going to retire now because you're going to have to start over. And by the time you get to retirement again, 
you're probably going to be on your deathbed if you're not already there. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I'm assuming that job field, you have a pension, so they can take your pension away. Yeah, like, exactly. Even with my job, technically I can get my pension taken away. But that's only if I do something like work-related that's messed up for business since he was at work. So, like, if I do something here, I'll be fine. I mean, if it correlates over, they'll be like, hey, like, you're not looking good, so we have to let you go. That is what it is. I'll still get everything, but it depends, like, how much I fuck up. I mean, everybody fucks up. Everybody has, like, something they've done where you're, like, laying in bed at night. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, like, that's so embarrassing, but... One of those memories that keeps me up was jumping in the pool. You remember how the ravine club used to have that only one person in the deep end at the time? Mm-hmm. Remember I jumped in after Leah Delmonico, and the fucking lifeguard lost his shit at me. It's like one at a time. Blew the whistle. Everybody was staring at me, and I just looked at Leah, and she looked at me, and I was just like, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's embarrassing as hell. Dude, I I feel like growing <laughs> up in a public pool area, like. You get some embarrassing shit happening to you. Like, I've seen a lot of embarrassing shit happen to other kids. And, like, they don't talk about it, but, like, everybody secretly remembers. Like, you know, the saying, like, oh, nobody's gonna remember, kind of thing. Like, I'm the guy to remind you. I still remember. I feel like it's one of those things where you're gonna forget for a couple years, but you're just gonna be looking at that person at one point, and you're gonna be like, you lost your swim trunks that one time when you were eight. And then that wave of embarrassment just comes back. Even if you're, like, 45 and you remember that, like, jumping in the pool with Leia Delmonico, I'm just going to be sitting there like, fuck! <laughs> That's one of the, like, I know there's been worse things that, have, that I've done in my life or that have happened to me that are much more embarrassing, but for some reason that was just the one that, like, I will randomly think about once every, like, three years. Well, yeah, you're, you're treading water in the deep end and everybody's looking at you. You can't just, like scatter away <laughs> like you have to swim to like the yeah. ladder because like that i remember they wouldn't let you get up on the side you'd have mm-hmm. to get to the ladder so you get to swim all the way over there that's the thing it's like and you can't hide if you're sitting in the middle of a pool like what was i gonna do if you go underwater everybody's just gonna be like what's he doing does, does, does he think that helps like we can still see you down there and i have to come up for air eventually that reminds me do you remember in fisher it was i think it was our you know seventh grade so seventh grade, they started like an after-school weight room thing. You don't. You shouldn't give middle schoolers weight rooms. Well, it never goes well. We had like hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs equipment from TCNJ, and the equipment was horrible, but we had something, and it was good for a middle school. But they were like, "Hey, we're doing like after-school weight room an hour." Uh, it was like three times a week. Um, you can stay after school for an hour. And this is like when I was trying to lose weight, but not really, because I didn't take it seriously until I was like about a sophomore in high school. So I was there, and um, at this point, I I was so broke. Like, we didn't, my family didn't have any money. So I didn't want to ask my dad or work and buy a pair of headphones. So I have, um, (laughs) I used to have a PSP phone. You look it up, it's the coolest thing. It's like a Sony PSP phone, you can slide it up. That broke that day, so we went out and we got another phone, which is why I didn't ask for the headphones. And it was like a, the first Windows phone they ever made, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like Snapchat, it wouldn't work because we didn't have copyrights, so I had to make a new Snapchat every day. Jesus um, Christ! Yeah, it was so bad. That's fucking horrible. And I'm playing music out of the speaker in the hallway. And I'm not gonna name names, and just in case they like watch it, but first name is Natalie. 
you, you sent her in the group chat today. Oh, uh, yeah. She was there, but she was very nice to me at this point. She was a really nice person. At this point. <laughs> but she she was with her friends, and I was alone, because I didn't have any friends who went to this yet. And she just goes, hey, asshole, there's a thing called headphones. <laughs> and I was, and, like, all these eighth grade girls were, like, looking at me, and I don't know. Most of them, I'm just like, they're right. <laughs> there is a thing called headphones. So I just put it on mute and I stayed silent. Like I would, it was for the first half of the year. Didn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I was just like, let me just work out and go home. See, that's the thing though. It's like any any memory that you could have could be significantly embarrassing. But if it's involving a majority, if not all, women, makes it twelve times worse. Because then it's like, even if down the road you do buy a pair of headphones, it's not like you could go. And try and talk to those women because you're just gonna be sitting there in your head thinking they're gonna remember that one time when I didn't have headphones. Yeah, and then go, oh look, you want to have all headphones. <laughs> but that's like women's secret power is like if you, they get together and embarrass a guy, they can force him to change for the better. Hopefully for the better, or they can use their powers for evil. But but they're not gonna ever coordinate enough to use their powers for good. Like, could you imagine a pack of girls that just went around embarrassing guys for things that they could be doing better? Like, why are you flooded so much? Why, <laughs> why your hair look like that? <laughs> why are you wearing socks with flip-flops? Like, they could Okay, be... no, everybody needs to embarrass a person for that. Yeah, That's well... That's socially unacceptable. Bully... Like, I get it. Like, you shouldn't be bullying, but some things should be allowed to some degree, you know? See, that's, it's so funny because the people that it's worked for, fat shaming and bullying, will advocate that fat shaming and bullying make a difference. But the people that it doesn't work for are the most bleeding heart. Don't ever do that. That's the most horrible thing that you could do to a person. Everybody's experienced it, and everybody has their opinions on it. But fat shaming does work to some degree, if you don't mind mental scars. Hey, that's the whole reason why I ended up losing weight, was because of fat shaming. Um... Why I started doing it too. Alright, well, you know the story very well, but I'll just tell for the audience. I literally jumped into a pool. It's a pool party. Everybody's being real clicky. So, like, it was a, two different schools combining. And I jumped. I there was another school there. Was that like Lawrence? It wasn't Lawrence, it was Notre Dame. Oh. Because Notre Dame was a private school and Sydney had the party. There was hella kids from Notre Dame or from Ewing anyway. Yeah, and then there was Ewing kids. So, like, the Ewing kids and New Notre Dame kids were together. They know strictly Notre Dame and strictly Ewing. So Theo goes, like, yo, man, jump in the pool. Like, he thought, like, if I jumped in the pool, everybody would be like, okay, the chubby kid got in the pool. Like, we're all, all going to get in, like, bathing suits, bikinis, and swim together and have fun. And we were, like, a freshman in high school, so at this point I was huge. But, like, we weren't, like, like extremely horny teens or anything. We were a lot, we, There wasn't even alcohol or anything like that yet. It was, like, strictly just fun. So I take off my shirt, run, cannonball in the pool. I get up to the surface, and I hear Theo go, is that oil? And I just, like, immediate tunnel vision, everything went black, and I feel, the, like, 30 to 50 eyes on me. I just go, oh, man, this is not good. <laughs> so I get out, I play it cool, and I immediately lost weight after that. I, the scars run deep. I get why people it say hurts. never, ever do it. But for that instance, it worked 100%. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you don't mind that pain that you'll carry around with for the rest of your life sure it's great it's one of the most efficient motivators you could have but like those scars hurt man two in the morning you're laying there you're like it's not a whale <laughs> yeah every time you look at the mirror and you stare at your six pack you're just like it's a fucking whale now <laughs> yeah well now like the like, whole thing with lifters they don't want to admit but the constant bulking and cutting you develop body dysmorphia like you see yourself bigger than you are or smaller than you are in my opinion 
you seeing yourself smaller than you are is, is a, a better thing because if somebody thinks they're bigger, muscular-wise, not fat-wise, um, thinks they're bigger than they are, they're the dudes who are like, hell yeah, I run the world, fuck you. <laughs> and like they're actually like super small in reality. Mm-hmm. Like Those are the people with the big egos that like everybody's like, man, that guy's a dick. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like as soon as you see any progress, like if you start going to the gym, you're not going to body as much. But the moment you see progress towards the goal that you want to reach, it sets in right away. Yeah. Because I mean... Which is strange, because as soon as I started losing weight and started gaining muscle and seeing, like, definition in certain muscles that I was working hard on, um, I gave it, like, it was, like, three days later. It looked like I was where I started. And then that's just ever since then, whenever you look in the mirror, you're just, like, even, like, I think down, I'm down 50 pounds from my heaviest. I still feel like I'm the same as when I started. And I know that that's not true. Like, in your mind, you know that that's not true. But, like, you look in a mirror and you're just like, I fucking hate me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, <laughs> even though they did, because, like, days you don't work out, you kind of feel like shit. And then you'll have the days you do work out and you're, like, you're not as strong as that one time you lifted. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you're just, then you're just pissed off for the rest of the day. And then you look in the mirror like, oh, I'm still fat. <laughs> and then it's just downhill from there. But at least it keeps you humble. Like, I never, like, went around, like, taking my anger out on somebody else because of that. Like, if I'm taking my anger out on somebody, it's going to be for a, a funny reason or a good reason. See, that's the shitty part about going to the gym, is I feel like, even with that body dysmorphia, I've never once met somebody who is just like, yeah, today's my last day in the gym. Like, I'm exactly where I want to be at. Like, I've never met a human being that's satisfied with where they're at. <laughs> that just fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> I, I could have never that? imagined somebody telling me that. <laughs> like, yeah, today's the last night of the gym. <laughs> could you imagine you walking to your gym and you're having, like, a going away party? It's like, where is he going? He's not going anywhere. He's just, he's done. <laughs> he what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he reached his goal. Yeah, he wanted to be exactly 178 pounds and 98% body fat. And he's there, so he's done. Like, that doesn't happen. It's a fucking trap. Yeah, the gym's a fucking trap. Some same as going to a chiropractor. The moment you get your back readjusted and you hear thirteen cracks coming down your spine and you leave feeling like a new man, you're never gonna want to stop going because you're gonna feel every single pain ten times worse and you're gonna be like, I need to go. Yeah, gym bros and car guys share the same thing where they think getting a nice car and going to the gym, getting like ripped, is gonna get you the girl. Or in reality, you just have a bunch of grown men going like, Hey, man. Nice pecs. <laughs> I like your car. <laughs> and it feels good getting compliments, even from this, like, a friendly guy or, like, woman. I have, like, a lot of older women who are, like, you know, like, they'll poke fun at me and it's like, hey, like, like your, your physique looks good and things like that. And I'm not... You should be in a boy band. Yeah. Like, your mom's co-worker told me you should be in a boy band. Like, that's a friendly compliment, but, like, it doesn't get you the uh, whole, like, oh, my God, he's so dreamy. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I'm sure it, it helps, like, if you're trying to find somebody, but you can, you're going to have to be able to speak to people. Hmm. See, we all grew up on, like, Disney Channel and Cartoon Network, and seeing, like, watching cartoons and stuff, you'd see girls say stuff like that, like, oh my god, he's so perfect, and they're drawing hearts in their notebooks and stuff. If a girl actually thinks that about you in, like, high school or middle school, they're not going to say shit. Yeah. That's the problem. So every guy just walks around thinking that nobody loves them, and that's where, like, the body is more and shit come from. Well, we're terrified to go up to girls and say something. They're equally as terrified. And, like, 
by society's terms, they don't have to come up and say anything to us. So, like, now there's, an, like, a room for, like, awkward silence. Like, you remember, like, the middle school and high school dances when they used to separate us by gender? I didn't go to the high school dances because I knew shit like that was going to go down. Not high school, but, like, elementary and middle school specifically. They would be like, okay, the boys and, like, the girls. Oh, my sing. God, that was at Camp Ernie. Yeah. That and I, was... They can't do that now because everything going on with, like, different genders and, like... Yeah, people. I wonder how they're going to do that. I, I you know I, they're going to try. They're going to try. I think... I don't. I don't know how they would do it without hurting somebody's feelings. Oh, they're gonna end up on the national news if they try to like everybody who is or identifies as a female to this side or like. If they did it correctly, oh they, sh- they should do it by grade and then they should do it by class. So like you know, like elementary school, everybody had their own class. Mm-hmm. Like they should do it by class because everybody's comfortable with the people in there, and then you can go out and do that because at that point you're not identifying anybody. You just know like okay. If I get awkward in a situation, I can go back to the people I'm with every single day, mm-hmm. which would make sense in my eyes. But, yeah, it was so awkward. And then, like, the teachers would go out in the middle. They would try to dance. Like, for the teachers who did that, you're... Respect. Respect, but, like... You're getting bullied. Yeah, I know the jacket. <laughs> Even if you don't hear it, they're like, saying some shit. If I was married to a teacher and they were the teacher to go out and do that, like, your suitcase is on the front porch. <laughs> Sign the papers. <laughs> Um, it's just such a it's such a minefield and I think going back to what you were saying as far as being scared to talk to women the only thing that stems from is I don't think it's the fear of rejection anymore I think it's the fear of ending up on a Twitter thread like cause you can get cancelled for talking to a girl at a bar now it's like they'll just accuse you of being like a sexual predator or something or you try to take advantage of somebody and me too and all this shit it's like and especially now with COVID, it's even harder to socialize and meet new people. So this generation is going to be like the last one that reproduces. Yeah. Your population is going to cut down like so fucking fast. Yeah, I mean, you'll everybody will find someone eventually, but it's just, it's yeah. such a weird-ass time. It has to get worse before anything gets better. Yeah, everybody's going to find someone, and they're going to ascribe to them 1099 on OnlyFans. And that's going to be their only social interaction. Dude, OnlyFans isn't even naked people anymore. It's like people like having conversations. It's literally what we're doing. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy because that was designed... That site was designed for like artists and stuff to release content and music and stuff like that for their like true fans that were willing to contribute and show their love in that way. And instead, everybody was just like, huh. What was an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> um... Which is fucking mind blowing because this is just so it's such a horny generation. What he's looking at, I have a tarantula in that tank. Funny story about her, she was uh, kept in a laboratory for mosquito control. They would test pesticides on mosquitoes and feed it to her to see if it would affect the wildlife and plant life and like the area. Yo, that's fucked up. Yeah. Damn. But I didn't know because she the the breeds a Texas brown spider or something like that. They live for like 25, 30 years. She's five years old. Mm-hmm. So for five years straight, she lived in the office lighting. And the thing about spiders is they're nocturnal. So if it's always like, you know, super bright, like studio lighting all the time, she was always under that log. So for five years, she just ate pesticide mosquitoes under a log. So when I brought her here and like she has like actual like day and night time cycles, she's out and like moving and stuff. So she actually has a decent life now. You can train them really well. I mean, they're 
<clears throat> if you can get past their exterior fantastic pets, I mean, you can teach them tricks and stuff like that. At least from what I understand, now that there's other people listening, I kind of have to think about the information that I've been fed as a child. But <laughs> um, They're one of the definitely more intelligent pets. And I feel like the more annoying or ugly a pet is, the more intelligent it is. Because, like, birds? Smart as fuck. Pigs? Pigs. Pigs are fucking dope. Don't talk about pigs like that. But, like, birds, at 2 in the morning, that motherfucker's gonna be downstairs just screaming for no apparent reason. Yeah. But, pigs are dope. I wonder what happened to fucking Caitlin's pig. Dude, I don't know. Because they, they don't live there anymore. Those yeah. are gone. But they had the same stickers that I have on my door. I thought that they got kicked out of their house, but they might have had a fucking house fire, too. Bacon? Bacon. Bacon. I always see this is gonna be a one time thing. I wasn't sure if you were gonna be like you know, a little bit awkward first podcast. There's definitely some like oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what are you reaching on there for? Where'd you get that from? Tell the viewers about your ketamine meth addiction. Bro. <laughs> 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 Sit there and look at that for a second and think about if I really wanted to say that. But now I want to see where it goes. Well, the whole time I'm I'm literally holding an expo marker. Where's the whiteboard? I didn't even think about that, to be honest. Yeah, I was That's like, crazy how much just flies past me. I don't even think about. Well, could have been holding a knife, and I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Well, sitting here, I was like, before Lewis gets in here, do I just leave this on the table and like? Because one thing was like, if you and I got into a conversation about stocks or real estate, we could write down numbers. The problem is my handwriting is so sloppy. Like, you wouldn't be able to read it. So it's kind of up to that guest to do it. It's because you're fucking left-handed. Yeah. So you fucking, everything you write, you immediately erase. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I was like, what well, can I, I need to write a message. And, like, if shit gets weird on the podcast, I'm just going to go <laughs> present it. But it's going pretty well, so I'm just going to let it be like that. Dude, I, I think about that often. Starting the Easter egg. Ketamine? Yeah, yeah. Which is terrible, because that's why I feel guilty about being a recurring guest on a podcast or having my own podcast, is because you know that your family and your friends who love you are going to support you and watch it. Yeah. Mom, I'm so sorry for all the drugs I've done. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like in the beginning, like, first episode, you just got to get it out on the air. You're like, okay, you know what? I've smoked weed. I've drank. I've done crack. I've done meth. I've done heroin. I've probably just named the same drug three times. I've done Adderall. I've done acid. Like, just get it all out on the table. I used to pay strippers for sexual intercourse and hold me while I cry. But, like, you just got to... If you clip that, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> Want to get to know Lewis? <laughs> I've done crack, I've done, and I used to pay strippers to hug me while I cry. <laughs> he has mommy problems, and pay strippers to handle it, but... <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have mommy problems, Donna's fucking amazing. Yeah, but, your mom's um, good. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely let them down a couple times. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, having a podcast kind of sucks, because you know that you're going to go home after posting that episode, and you're just going to see, like, your girlfriend, and she's going to be standing there like, huh. So who's that? <laughs> who was that girl you were talking about on Joe's podcast? Like, I'm like oh, don't worry. Which about one? That. <laughs> That's the fucking problem. You gotta, you just gotta air out your dirty laundry and let that shit hang for the world to see. Oh yeah, I mean, I do it on Onofelak Savings. I'll do it on here. Like, I my goal is to be completely transparent. I mean, the things I'm saying now, like two or three years from now, may not be acceptable. Because mm-hmm. like, as the world's changing, who knows what's gonna be like allowed and what's not gonna be allowed. 
But like you and I talking about ketamine and shit, like there's definitely some dude who's like buying like thirty stocks at, like of Apple at a time, railing ketamine in his bedroom. Goes, I relate to them. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, the problem. Is I don't want to endorse it, but like endorse or condone any recreational drug use. But what I do. What I do encourage is for people to live their life, and if you decide that experimenting with drugs is something that you want to do, I say go for it to an extent. Like, self-control and willpower are a good thing because they're all highly addictive and they're all illegal for a reason, but, like, sitting in that dollhouse listening to electronic music in the dark was the craziest fucking night I've had in a long time. Yeah. It was fucking fun. We watched, like, was it Planet Earth? Yeah. And that shit blew my fucking mind when they were talking about dolphins. To be specific, it was a deep sea episode because, like, I fucked with that because they had like, the they had they had the vampire squids. Because I knew about ketamine before because ketamine was originally designed into horse tranquilizers, mm-hmm. which now sounds even worse. And now, no, what fucks me up about that is when I heard that I was like, so a vet could prescribe me ketamine. <laughs> yeah, and I identify as a horse and I have energy problems. Now people are like, wait, I'm, I'm buying, a, I'm listening to him for stock advice. No. <laughs> it's used I am in no way a financial advisor. Ketamine's used now microdosing for, uh, more for soldiers who have PTSD. Mm-hmm. It helps like different brain functions, but when it comes to the actual specifics, I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's that, there's uh Right, I mean, that's nuts though, because they've gotten to the point where like things like, um, PTSD or mental illnesses are being treated with microdosing of drugs because they're also doing like shrooms and acid and stuff like that is being treated. So they literally ran out of option and go and just decided that drugs were going to be the problem, like the solution. Why the fuck are they illegal if you're going to use them in medicine? It's the world's changing. Everything's going to get legalized at some point or another. And well, there's the one country that has all drugs legal, and their fucking crime rate is like minuscule. Probably yeah. going to have to cut that out because I can't remember which one it is and I don't want to just accuse Sweden of having free drugs. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like the problem... It all goes political, but, like, I'd just say legalize it. Like, fuck it, tray away. Just let everybody do whatever the fuck they want because we're all going to die from COVID anyway. Yeah, well, the thing is, is, like, people now who are, like, freaking out about small shit and, like, people are having a hard time like, the reason, like, whatever country or place that has, like, unlimited free drugs, like, everything's legal to use, their, pro- their crime rate's probably so low because they see the shadow people. I mean, I've never seen it myself, but, like, people who have done, like, serious drugs have talked about seeing the shadow people, your co-worker being one of them. See, but that's what fucks me up, is that people who are also in the same trip, like, did the same amount of drugs at the same place with that person see them in the same place it's not like they both saw them <laughs> but like yours is right there and mine's like behind you it's like they're both just like looking at them in the same spot like what the fuck is that i'm telling you you can see into another fucking dimension that shit is crazy that's like the scariest shit ever like i, I could not imagine that being a thing i mean like imagine taking somebody this like a rural ass life in the middle of like a small town was like a few hundred people everybody knows everybody and you just give the one guy, like, LSD. Or, like, an eighth nightmare, of... Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, or, like, an eighth of shrooms. I mean, that's what the CIA did in the uh, 
Joe Rogan talked on his podcast. Yeah, with the Manson stuff? Yeah, and they, they went to, um, like, whorehouses, and they, like, laced the guy to LSD. Midnight they Climax. Yeah, Midnight Climax. That's what it's called? Operation Midnight Climax. That yeah. is an awesome name for a <laughs> fucked up situation. That's why I could never forget it, because it's fucking dope. Like, can you imagine that? Like, oh, man, like, I hate my wife. I hate my wife. Like, I'm gonna go, just, like, do that. And there's some guys who are probably, like, secretly gay. Like, oh, I'm gonna go there and, like, help myself, so to speak. And all of a sudden, boom. The world's has shifted. You're on LSD. <laughs> See, they, it's not like they even consented or knew that was happening. I mean, that was like they would have the prostitute strippers drug them without telling them. And that makes me wonder, though, like, what if they sobered up, like, in the place and um, they were like, was it good for you? And the stripper was like, yeah, that'll be $600. Like, do you still, do you think they still, like, charge them? And then told them that they had sex. Were the strippers federal agents? Like, there's a lot of questions that come around Operation Midnight Climax that need to be answered. Well, the reason they did it is because they, if they left, they can't go like, where were you? Like, where did you get drugged? And they're like, oh, it's at a whorehouse. Or why well, don't the proper term? The, I think it's called a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at a whorehouse. Yeah. Just and, ripped that bandaid off. <laughs> well, because like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, that's not like a. Uh, appropriate term for that place but is there really like, a politically correct term for a collection of prostitutes no but I'm just saying like, if a married man or woman is going there and yeah. like you, and you're tripping on LSD like if you're in a panic mode you cannot leave and go tell somebody in your family like hey I'm tripping okay where'd you get the drugs <laughs> so that's why they did it so I guess they just kept it there and they're like hey like give me all your money mm. like what are they gonna do fight back seeing like colors everywhere yeah that is the one thing that freaks me out is I definitely, I wouldn't want to do like, go at least deep under in hallucinogenic drugs like that because it's all about like mindset and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm not mentally prepared to fist fight my demons because I know they'll win. And all of a sudden I'll be speaking Portuguese upside down for the rest of my life because I'm so mentally shot out. I would be, um, but I'm just going to wait till it's legal and stuff like that. I know it sounds like, oh, don't be a bitch, don't be a pussy, but I'm not getting in trouble with that shit. See, uh, that's what we were talking about with the drugs, though. It's like, do whatever you want within reason. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. Well, Joe Rogan talked in his podcast. He had, like, a guy on there who does a bunch of psychedelics. So there's DMT, but then there's DMT5. But, excuse me. So there's DMT5, or, like, um, I forget the correct term. I'm going to have to, like, put it on, like, on text or something. But... He, him and the guy both took it, and like Mike Tyson was talking about like licking toads, and it's like the same thing, where you get like. Does that like actually work though? Because I mean that's been talked about for forever. Yeah, like um, Joe Rogan was laughing because apparently a billionaire flew in like five million or like a shit ton of money's worth of toads. So it's a private jet full of these toads. Oh my God. <laughs> and you Can like, imagine if the pilot accidentally got a hold of that. <laughs> Yeah, you're not just flying. never lands. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DMT, a DMT trip, like a traditional DMT trip, doesn't last a long time. Now, Joe it Rogan, feels like it does, apparently. Yeah, well, there's DMT time and there's real time, but real time is 15 minutes. DMT time, you have a family and you've retired. <laughs> so, you live an entire life and wake up 15 minutes later. Yeah, that shit's scary. But the one he was talking about, the different strain, it was like. Joe Rogan was like, yeah, he's like, all of a sudden I saw this, like, white, gray, pixely world, and he's like, and I just felt, like, impending doom, and he was just like, 
oh no, this is scary. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and he's like, he was like, I literally like lost myself. He's like, I had no idea who I was. He's like, when I, when I felt myself escaping, he's just like, oh, I died. I fucked up. This is, and he's like, but he's like, but he's like, when I came back, he's like, when I came back, everything was like, ah, oh, it's nice. And, and he's like, he's like, I told myself I was never gonna do it again, but I did it three more times. <laughs> See, that's the thing with the virtual reality headset, though, that I've been talking about so much lately. When I first did it, I'm in no way relating VR to DMT, but <laughs> when I put that shit on and they have this whole, like, elaborate design they put in front of your face first where you see all the blocks and pixels flying and it creates a world around you and there's, like, a fucking giant glass whale just goes swimming over your head. Like, I got hooked and did it for, like, three hours. I was just playing... VR stuff and like they have this little workshop where like a Wally type robot wakes up and you play with discs that like print shit for you to play with like guns and stuff and then when I finally took off the headset I was like wow this world is not as bright and colorful as that little robot workshop I was just in and then I mean like you do I'd imagine with DMT you have more of an appreciation for the world when that fucking roller coaster ride stops, because you're like, I can finally breathe and like focus on shit again, but I don't know, it just seems scary, because you can't tap out of a DMT trip. Like you, sh you get buckled into that roller coaster and you're going. Yeah, it's like a meter. Like you can kind of like stop up the halfway point, or you're on the rocket ship. Mm -hmm. and if you're on the rocket ship, people have like encountered entities and entities and mechanical elves and all this like crazy shit. So. For people who have no idea about this, probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? But the whole VR thing, like, it's been talked about on a bunch of podcasts and videos about how it's become realistic enough where people are like, fuck this world. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. It's like, I got so hooked and before I realized it was like two hours later, even my mom was scared of VR. And then I made her try it. She ended up playing it for like 45 minutes to an hour. And I mean, she has no desire for video games whatsoever. She was having a fucking blast. I mean, she went and told all her coworkers about it and shit. I just think it's funny how, you know, like 20 years ago, you had landlines and shit like that, and then now I can go play in a fake world with a pair of glasses. I think if they came out with, like, you know, like, Pokemon Go is a thing, you can walk around the real world, they use GPS technology, if you can walk around, like, Google Glasses, when that was, like, a theory to come out, and you can look through as a VR world, but still see the world for what it is, but, like... You can collect coins and find Easter eggs in the real world. Like, our generation would love that shit. And imagine what our kids would like with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, a realistic way of, like, really getting people to fall for VR. Because, like, what you do in your room, like, you know, it's like, okay, I have to put it on, play the game, or go into a certain world. But, like, if you could drive with a VR headset on safely, like, not, like, see, like, a video game, but see the roads and everything, how they are. But, like, I don't know, and the sky's, like, purple and you have like a bunch of clowns flipping you off like the, the day's gonna be a little bit better if anybody's gonna do that it's gonna be fucking tesla out of sheer boredom he's gonna make your windshield a vr fucking display dude that's a great idea it's not because you're gonna crash <laughs> <laughs> well, well actually tesla's safe enough to make you not crash so well they can drive themselves eventually people are gonna stop driving like the windows and everything can be like a vr world like, imagine, like, you're on the commute to work. You're, like, fuck calling on the highway for 15 minutes. You want to just put on, like, the windows in your room. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. That would be really cool. Yeah, if you could. I mean, if it was a perfect... 
self-driving like feature but then there's that whole debate about like if a person's jaywalking across the highway is the car going to stop for the person and risk you getting in an accident or hit the person to stop you from getting in an accident like we would need every single person to be driving a tesla like self-driving like nobody would be able to drive the cars anymore we'd have to automate the entire travel system and then we could have some like Tron type windshield where you're driving into a virtual cityscape. I mean, that'd be fucking wild. But I think for like the switching stages, because like Volkswagen, Volkswagen owns a lot of car brands. They are going to make the push for electronic vehicles and have things drive themselves too. So they're going to be competing with Tesla. And I feel like highways are going to be first. Like highways are going to be like self driving. And then they'll have, like, designated roads for, like, manual cars. I feel like, if anything, they're just going to keep it, like, in a city. Like, I feel like Los Angeles is going to be, like, the test ground for, like, automated roads. Yeah. And then if that works, they do national highways and stuff like that. But the problem is you're going to get retro car collectors, like, people who want to drive an old Corvette that they restored. And they're not going to be like, fuck the electric shit, I want to hear my engine, I want to switch it out of manual and stuff like that and then like you said if there was roads dedicated only to manual cars and stuff like that or like actual gas powered cars then that limits travel for people who drive like the Teslas and on the automated roads and stuff like that well I feel like if there's like one main road that kind of like just goes around and people can take like a scenic route because if everybody's self-driving at this point in time people would have the like car that drives itself and then their fun car the car that actually can physically drive and that's gonna be like hey I don't care how long it takes you know, I'll take the scenic route but you'll always get those dudes who are like I don't care I'm taking on the highway but then if you get in an accident or you hit another car then you're completely at fault yeah so uh, they'll, maybe they could dedicate like two lanes in the highway like if it was like a four lane highway like dedicate two lanes to be self driving cars only and then the other two for, like, free form, whatever the hell you want, kind of thing. But then I feel like people would still, like, if two people are holding hands in the free driving lane, they would still try and, like, oh, there's no self-driving cars, let me just hop into the electric-only lane, and then just to go around them, and then accident happens. So it's like every system could work, every idea could be great, but then you add humans into the equation, and that's where the problem comes in. Just yeah. like communism. Yep, we fuck everything up. It's perfect on paper. Yeah, we call it the paper tiger. But it crumbles and falls. But, yeah, the future of this podcast, I don't know where I'm going to go with this thing. Um, I know at least once a week I want to record something. And as far as when I put them out, I don't know. Because for unorthodox savings, if I talk about finance and real estate, I'll upload every day at the same time. But I usually post on Sundays or Wednesdays for my channel, and my viewers know that. But for the Stop Yelling At Me podcast, I'll upload the full episode and then edit it into clips of what we talk about. So we just talk about VR. I'll have that and title it, and I'll make it titles worthy so when people search it, it goes into their algorithm. But, yeah, I'm going to think of, like, guests to have on. You're going to be a reoccurring guest, like, if nobody's, like, available to come on. I have you on talk about shit. So something's going on in the news, sports, anything. It's like you can bring topics, but as far as like a plan for this is going to be like anything goes. Mm-hmm.
I mean, I think that's the most organic way to do a podcast anyway. Yeah. So other than that, it's just going to be pretty much scripted. And you're going to kind of, it's like predictable if you can come with a certain topic. Well, people have like certain skill sets, like Neil deGrasse Tyson has uh, Star Talk Radio, but that dude's like really good at explaining astrophysics to the everyday like, average Joe. So his podcast is mainly about like astrophysics and mm-hmm. everything that has to deal with that. And then a little bit like dwelling off into other things. Like they'll have like uh, people in the MLB on, and like he'll reference like how like baseball is similar to space. Mm-hmm. Don't know how he does it, but he does it. <laughs> so then, are you planning on just like chopping it up into segments and releasing the segments as videos, maybe like once every couple days, or like, are you just gonna be releasing it as an entire episode? And then... I'll release in the entire episode. So, uh, I said before, the camera has like a 30 minute record time. So as like we do like every half hour, I'll like do like the little like radio static into the next thing or we'll do like another intro. Cause at least if people are watching it on YouTube or they download it, they can pause it when it does that and get to the next thing. But they don't have to watch the next segment because they realize like we're just talking about whatever. They're not gonna miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I release a full episode, I'll just, like chop it up into certain segments what we're talking about because when I put in certain titles on there like like um, is VR changing the world I put that title on the clip and it's like five minutes long people who are searching about VR will click on that when they see that and they go oh these guys are cool then they're gonna go on to the podcast listen to the whole thing or find other things like that and that's how that channel will grow and then vice versa on orthotic savings if we're talking about airline stocks on an episode on here, I'll put that on that channel, and then viewers over there will come over here, and it's just going to go back and forth. Mm. I'm trying to have them like sister channels. Yeah, because I put everything on the, my main channel for unorthodox, unorthodox Savings. It's not fair to my subscribers there, because they're on a channel for stocks and real estate and crypto. So if I just started uploading us talking about DMT and ketamine, they're going to be like, what did I sign up for? Mm. And they'll leave. Yeah. Because then you're kind of your audience. You don't really have a defined audience at that point. It's pretty much just if you like my content, you're more than welcome to watch it. Yeah, and that's what vloggers do. And if you're a successful vlogger, you made it. But it's the hardest niche in YouTube to get actually like solid in. Because you have to convince people that you're entertaining. That's the same with being a Twitch streamer now. It's because everybody's like, oh, being a vlogger would be fun, or being a Twitch streamer would be fun. Yeah, it'd be fucking fantastic. But every single person and their mother has the mindset that the being a vlogger or a Twitch streamer is fun, so the market is flooded with Twitch streamers and vloggers. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to make yourself stand out and make your content enough for people to actually want to subscribe to you versus the next person. Yeah. And a lot of... Everybody has a podcast now, so, like, this is more for my own entertainment and fun, but the finance niche and stocks and everything, nobody was interested in talking about that until GameStop came into play. And then... Yeah. I mean, that's a hard market to breach. You got to know what you're talking about to go into that one. And I do. So, like, I, I put in enough time and effort where I can actually explain things to people. The hardest part about a niche like that is explaining it in a way to somebody who knows absolutely nothing can understand it, and somebody who does know what they're talking about can still stay entertained. Because if I'm, like, if I'm teaching you a lesson in math and you already know addition, and I'm explaining addition to somebody who doesn't know it, it's just going to be like a whole thing, like where do I begin watching and do I stay for this video? 
So it's kind of hard uh, finding a balance point. But I lean more towards people not knowing what they're talking about at mm. all just because that's where most of the audience is at. Mm. And the people who do know what they're talking about will kind of just skip through the video and see what they need to watch. Well, did you ever consider putting this podcast on your actual channel and then doing like, like, um, what's his name, the, your mom's house podcast? Um, Tom Segura and his wife. Your mom's house podcast YouTube channel houses like eight different series. It, it's got um, his podcast with his wife, and then it also has his podcast with Burt Kreischer, and then like a couple other podcasts, and then they just upload everything onto the channel, but then sort them into individual playlists. So like if somebody was coming to you for your podcast, they could click that playlist and watch the podcast, or click like for the financial stock advice and go through that. Or, like, when you talk about different stocks, have that, like, a different playlist? I'll have that. I'll have a playlist. will be, like, podcast clips. And then if I have a, that clip in the podcast where I talk about real estate, I'll put it in my real estate playlist. But for the full episode, I won't upload it there. The reason being, if somebody's subscribed, the clip in the uh, subscription, not English, subscriptions tab, or if they have the bell turned on, they'll know that I posted and if they're signing up for that content, they're not going to watch the full thing. The one thing I don't want to do is overload my viewers with content that they didn't really sign up for. So my goal with them is to strictly upload what I told them I was going to upload on there. And then if they like who I am as a person, they'll come over to here. Because mm -hmm. I can get both channels monetized so I can make money off of both of them. Uh, a famous like finance YouTuber is Graham Stephan. He has 3 million subscribers. He has uh, the Ice Coffee Hour, I think it's called. And he literally just talks about finance and has other people on there. But now he's, like, getting into, like, really famous YouTubers and, like, asking them, like, what do they do with their money and stuff like that. So he has, like, a really cool gig with that. But I wasn't really too interested in doing that myself, like, interviewing people. But if it came up in a conversation, obviously I'm more than happy to talk to them and see, like, what they're doing financially. Mm. It seems like... Well, Joe Rogan, his podcasts lean more towards interviews that turn into free-form conversations whenever they accrue a jumping-off point. But it seems like your podcast is sounding more like just a conversation. Like, wherever it goes, it goes, versus interviewing until you get to the jumping-off point where he starts talking about monkeys ripping your fucking face off or DMT, things along those lines. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I kind of, I don't want it to be, I want to post often enough where people want to keep watching it, but I don't want to make it strict enough where people feel like they have to be 100% attentive the entire time. Because when they do that, it's exhausting. A lot of people listen to it on work. Like, there's been so many episodes of podcasts that I've started and just haven't finished because I got sidetracked with something else. Mm -hmm. I want that to be something somebody can do, watch and listen to, and not feel upset if they don't finish the whole thing. Yeah. So... Well, it's also nice when having a free-flowing conversation like that is that it's not linear in the sense that you need to know what happened in episode two to kind of understand what they're talking about in episode eight. Well, we can branch off and do something like that. Like when you talk about like, the playlist, mm -hmm. like if you and I got bored, like if we want to do like a Halloween series where we just like got like really high but got paranoid and talked like horror stories, <laughs> like we can do shit like that. I'm not going to leave the room the same person that I am to <laughs> do something like that. Well, I'm just saying, like, if we got bored, we used to do an extra episode and then put it on there. And 
All we have to do is just make a small clip, upload it, and then be like, hey guys, we're letting you know we're starting this. Just give the viewers a heads up and they'll be cool with it. Yeah, that's true. I feel like transparency is the only thing you really need to be able to have like a devoted fan base. Like let them know when you're posting, what you're posting, maybe why you're posting it, depending on if it's something that, like a more serious conversation. Like I actually have another friend who has a YouTube channel, but his is a car channel because he's got a Mustang that he's like custom built and stuff like that and he posted a video I think it was along the lines of like mental health or something more with more weight to it than no offense car videos um, and he gave a disclaimer on the video and on his social media that you know it's like he knows it's not his usual stream of content that it was something kind of out of the blue but he's dealt with it a lot in his life and he wanted to talk about it the video wasn't gonna be monetized and stuff like that and I watched it because I was like he was transparent about it and even though he stepped out of his usual stream of content that he gave a disclaimer and explained why he was posting what he was posting and I still gave him like full watch alike and everything like that just because like it's annoying when you subscribe to somebody for like a certain reason and then all of a sudden you get a random video of them playing video games. Like I'm, if I subscribe to a cooking channel, I don't want to see you cleaning a carpet. Like it's not what I signed up for. But if you told me like, hey, I'm posting this because I've been struggling with this and I want to help you out, then I'll be like, all right, you know what, sure. Yeah, there's been plenty of YouTubers who've done that I'm subscribed to. Where um, one guy, he's, I, I forget his channel name, I'll was I give him a shout out just because if I can help out other like finance YouTubers, I will. Um, but he, older dude, has a McLaren, like su nice. successful, but he's um, doesn't have that many subscribers. He has more than I do, around 2,000. And he was just like, hey, like I got family stuff going on. He's like, I'm taking a break for a month. He's like, I'll be back. And I commented like, hey man, like we'll be here when you come back. And he's like, thanks Joe, I appreciate it. And when he came back, I was like, what's up, welcome back, everything like that. And people do it for more serious reasons and non-serious reasons. And people are really understanding. I mean, if you'd like a channel, you're not going to be like, I can't believe... The people who are like, I can't believe you're leaving, like I'm unsubscribing, mm -hmm. you should just let them go. See, but that's the thing. That's the problem with the day and age that we're in. And this brings up a really good point. So watching people on computers and TV and stuff like that, especially professional athletes, um, people kind of forget they're human. Like, if you have, I'm not going to say a problem with gambling, but if you are if you have an affinity for gambling, especially on sports games, and you see one person like LeBron miss the game-winning shot, people like them up on Twitter. Oh, like, yeah. they say some inhumane, foul, like, inexcusable stuff to them. Like, people are people. I mean, just because you watch him for a certain reason, or you need him to win a bet, or, you know, you just want to learn more about financial advice I guess just because like they're in a computer screen or on a TV to you you kind of forget they're human but like that's the part that blows my mind is you see people on Twitter and stuff saying some in, like foul foul shit yeah and if I ever reach out kind of level of fame I understand why people do it but I would rather have my fans instead of being like hateful like Joe, like, when I see you, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, kind of thing. <laughs> I'd rather them make fun of me. Like, on Joe Rogan's comment section. I don't want to be like Joe Rogan, but at least his viewers, when they make fun of him, it's just like, Joe, all I talk about is, like, this Rogan. Like, that's funny. Like, even though, like, I like him as a podcaster, 
like and they're hating on him like it's a funny comment mm. and I can appreciate that I'd rather than make like creative jokes and bully me in that sense or if I read it, I'm like hey F you but like <laughs> it's like I appreciate the creativity mm. but when you get like super fame like LeBron and like you mess up and especially when you involve people's money it's when they get really mad yeah so I mean when I talk about finance and stuff that's gonna be one of those things I probably should have to worry about but that's why I always make a disclaimer. I try to be completely transparent, and I'll learn as I go. I'm gonna mess up at some point, but we'll see how that I handle it. So. I mean, there's a million ways to mess up, and only one way to get successful. So, obviously, the odds aren't in your favor on that point. But you'll never know until you try. And I mean, you've already accrued a lot of subscribers in a short amount of time relative to how long certain people have been on YouTube. Yeah. Well, I I have a weird um, thing going for me where I'm young. And people go, oh, they, he, he bought a real estate property at this age. He's investing at this age. Like, I wish I did that at his age. So more people are clicking. And then the people who are interested in investing are, are people our age and probably between like their late 30s who are trying to get like into it to earn more money. So as they get older, people are going to see I'm the same age group as them. They'll click on my video versus somebody else because they can relate. And the, exactly the exact opposite like there's a old guy i'm subscribed to um it's called best of us investors i i subscribed to him when he had 700 subscribers he now has 150,000. jesus christ yeah and but he's retired he posts every day like a 20 minute video like and he knows what he's doing he did this for a career so he can actually give financial advice so he deserves his following 100 percent um but somebody like him, like you want to click on his video because you're like, that guy did it for 30 or 40 years. He's not going to tell me some BS. But if you want to learn about like a new investing strategy or something that you haven't really heard of, you'll probably click on my video because you'll know that like, all right, if he's investing in it, he's going to be risky as hell. And like, I want to watch how this goes. They're doing it more for the entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. And then when I have like my Discord and due diligence, things like that, my number one goal was to get more people in there so they talk amongst themselves. And then I can chime in if there's any questions. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to build a community as far as, like, discords and stuff like that go. Because, like, at least for the discords that I mainly use, which is Elton's, um, even then there's only, like, six people. There's, like, 40, 50 members in it, but only, like, eight people who use it consistently. And, like, actually talk and... And then it's weird. I'm in another Discord that has like 20 members, but all of them are constantly talking. I just get notifications on my phone for like 24-7. Yeah. It's you, it's just certain people. It's hard to get them to engage and shit. I'm okay with people being silent because like the people who are just like, I don't feel comfortable talking. I'd rather just read and like try to educate myself more. I want them to feel comfortable and not pressure to talk. Mm-hmm. So like I have... I think I'm getting close to 30 people in there and probably have like five to six people who talk on mm-hmm. like a monthly basis, let's say. I'm okay with them being silent just because I know they're still reading it and I know they're still um, keep following up because when I post a video, they'll comment on it and they'll be like, hey man, like I saw that on your Discord, like thank you for making an update and stuff like that. So as long as I know people are like looking at it and still trying to understand shit, then I'm more than happy to see, like, I'll talk to myself if I have to. Mm-hmm. At least they're still getting some value out of it. Yeah. Even if they're not talking, they're still learning. Yeah. Oh, I tried to have, I had Theo do it, I tried to have Eli do it. I'm like, if you want to learn, go in there. And then there's 
I'm not going to name names, just somebody in there who doesn't know what they're talking about. But talks a lot. Who <laughs> talks a lot. But I'm not going to kick them out because it's a valuable lesson for people to learn mm-hmm. while they're in there. Because that, I also need somebody to oppose me on my opinions as much as it makes me mad. Because um, I'll, I'll literally get mad. I'll talk mad. I'll go, I'll freak out. I'll get super, like, angry. But I need somebody to be able to oppose Not me. Not at everybody, but at this one specific person. Yeah. Like, everybody... Put that out there so nobody watching the video goes, I'm not going in that Discord because he's going to get mad at me if I say anything wrong. Well, everybody else in there is great. Even the people who disagree with me on topics, they provided, like, really valuable points. They made a good argument. And even if I didn't, don't think they're right, they still provided an argument where I couldn't disprove them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have no problem with that. This dude will be like, you're wrong. I'll be like, why am I wrong? He's like, because I said so. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Because COVID is a conspiracy and Putin's using Dogecoin to take over the world. Well, it was actually Bitcoin. And I I can't get worked up on either, but... <laughs> no, get worked up. Talk your feelings. All right, I'll explain to you. Because he's probably going to watch it anyway. <laughs> I can't... I, yeah, I can't do... Because if this podcast gets views, I want to explain to people. Bitcoin is... One, a great cryptocurrency. So one thing I want to state first is for a cryptocurrency to work, the people have to back it up. It runs off of popularity. So that's why like Dogecoin works, even though it's at a, such a low price and things like that, because you need people to talk about it, get it hyped up, and to invest into it. Now, with Bitcoin stuff, why, like Tesla just announced today that you can buy Tesla with Bitcoin. Mm. So that's cool. And why, like, billion dollar companies are buying into it and millionaires are getting into it um, is because there's only a certain amount of Bitcoins you can own. So they theorize that it can only get to a price target of 500000 or so. Mm-hmm. So um, once the amount of Bitcoins are mined, that's it. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin ends. So when you translate that to the world's currency, there isn't enough Bitcoin to match the world currency. So if the theory or conspiracy theory that th- for Putin made bitcoin to like basically crash the world economy won't work if he wanted to do something like that he should use ethereum because long term ethereum is set up to actually be able to be made for like a world um like a more widespread use of it yeah like every country everybody in the world can use it and it can get bought and sold way faster mm-hmm. and then cryptocurrency can do what's called a fork so you can have ethereum gold where it can be like a safety net, you know, like how we can invest in the gold of the hedge against inflation. Mm. You can have that. You can have like, let's say like as a theory, you can have Ethereum USA, Ethereum Spain, Ethereum Ethiopia. Each country can have their own version of a cryptocurrency. So you can still have like GDP to see which one's doing better. Mm. So it would really work out, but Bitcoin wouldn't be able to have that happen. So if he was right and Bitcoin was to be used by Putin to like crash the world economy, mm. He wouldn't be able to do it. He can screw a lot of people over, and he can buy things off the black market, so to speak. Buy, sell things without being traced. But that's about it. That's what Bitcoin was used for a majority of when it first came out, was to buy illegal illicit things off of the dark web and stuff like that. Yeah. And the dark web's fucking fascinating, by the way. I mean, I haven't been on it in a long time, because I used to go on it to fuck around. There's some crazy shit on there, dude. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I was in, I don't, Serious fucking problem. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> there's um the the place isn't in business anymore, so I can I can say it. the guy who used to own Coneheads, mm. um this is the ice cream shop I used to work at in high school. He had um it was a VPN called the Onion. Am I right on that? Because you know what it is. Yeah, in the browser. Yeah. It's Tor. Yeah, we had that. He showed me his setup in his house. He has like all these wires and boxes that like scattered his ping and all this stuff. And I'm like, what do you need that for? And he's like, well, you see these ice cream machines. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I got them for $5. And I'm like, what were they used for before this? He goes, I don't know, but they were dirty. And I'm like, you're feeding people, dude. And he's like, well, I had it inspected. I'm like, I'm working here. I'm like, and for the record, I ate it. So, like, I'm okay. So, whoever ate it, I guess, is okay as well. Um, but he was on there. He goes, yeah, I'll show you this on the dark web. Because I wanted to learn. And we're scrolling through. And you can see, like, Draco's, which is AK-47 without the buttstock. And then people were selling like Cheetos in a Ziploc bag. Yep. But then you can get into some not okay stuff. Some serious felony jail time shit. Yeah. Some morally questionable stuff. Yeah. And it's not like you have like a filter on there where you can kind of be like, okay. Or you can search for things. But that doesn't mean you're going to get just that. And mm-hmm. that's what he explained to me. So as we're going through, like I saw some crazy stuff on there I don't really want to like get into. It's more of like, um, I guess you can call it like a snuff film. Like, nothing, like, underage or anything weird. That's on there, too, by the way. Just for full disclaimer. Yeah, well, I know it is, and people definitely know it because people get in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything like that, but, like, this, like, like, I didn't even know the fucking name for it. It was basically, like, like, people were selling their own shit and stuff on there, like, physical, like, poop on the black web. I'm like, why would you want that? Um, I don't under, like, this conversation's getting crazy, but I'm looking at this, I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, he goes, anything you want, you can buy on here. And then I never went on there myself personally, but he goes on it all the time. And this guy's a weird guy. Yeah. Um, he drove one of those like Ford minivans, and a lot of people don't know they made it because it's mainly a work truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he always carried like ice cream supplies in the back. And he would be like, "Can you help me carry this in?" But he would have to. I I, would, I couldn't see what's in it. He would have to bring it out and then roll it in front of the truck for me to grab it. So I don't know what he kept back there, but it's definitely some sketchy shit. Yeah, it has to be. That's the thing is, I used to go on. It was possible if you knew what you were doing, to get past the security that we had in Ewing High School on the Wi-Fi. Because you know how they had like the profanity filters and stuff like that, so you couldn't go on any inappropriate websites. Mm-hmm. Well, Tor itself, the download was blocked. Um, on those computers for obvious reasons. But if you knew how to download it, you could download it, do a little bit of tech magic, and you could get on tour in the school. So that's what me and, I'm not going to say his last name, but Sean, not the emo, not the broken one, but the Adderall one. Me and him used to go on that in the media center and just do some nut shit. Because, like, if you use... The Onion Browser wasn't entirely used to buy drugs. It's like, we used to use it so we could watch Netflix and shit in school. I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want to overlook the fact people are wondering what kind of Sean's went to our school after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I wanted to, I wanted to not name names, but I needed to identify which one it was to you for that exact reason. Yeah, but I know when I said that name, like four different ones popped in your head. If I ever have anybody meet me and they go, "Which Sean?" <laughs> like, don't talk about him. I'll have one of them on the podcast. I can talk to one. You should have that one. The one I talked about. The Adderall one? Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. fucking funny. But, um, 
you're on the on your browser on school. Yeah, but we used to only do that just like watch Netflix and shit. But the problem was after we started doing that and we learned how to do it, because um, we kind of learned how to do it together. I started doing it like when I'd go home. And I was, like, bored. I'd go fuck around on it. And, like, pretty much the same thing you did. I wasn't on it 24-7. I wasn't buying drugs off the internet. But, like, I just did it out of curiosity because there's always the stories where people are, like, you can buy literal shit or drugs and, like, everything we talked about. So out of boredom, I would just, like, look and see the kind of crazy shit. And, I mean, fucking anything you want. I mean, even if you're not buying shit, you could just watch videos of people doing, like, just committing serious felonies. Like, yeah. you watch somebody get their head cut off or some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, that's how it used to be. Like, now, there's, like, levels to it. Which is a good thing, because if you're smart enough to get onto a certain level, if you wanted a laptop for cheap, you can go on there and get it on there, because, like, that guy stole it from somebody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he definitely like, fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, so, like, you can, like, basically be, like, a real-life Robin Hood type of thing on there. Or you can go on and get some serious shit, and that's not okay. The problem is, is I don't want kids going on there. Like, when we went on, it was, like, Wild West. Nobody would know anything went. Yeah, yeah. But kids go on it now, there's definitely some form of tracing. And it's way, technology's way better at tracking IP addresses. So it's not like, oh, like, government cops knocking on your door going, hey, what are you doing on this website kind of thing. That isn't the concern. The concern is some creep out there going, hmm, like, let me look through your camera and see what you look like kind of thing. Yeah. That's what will bother me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And it's, the reason that Tor is used for stuff like that is because of its security. It's like, if you ever, the dark web and the deep web are two completely different things, which is fucking weird. So, like, apparently the dark web exists without existing. Like, those websites are created every single time you want to go on one, but it's almost like object permanence where as soon as you're off of it that website stops existing which is why it's so fucking secure how they do that I can't fully explain that I didn't even know that was a thing yeah it's fucking nuts um but that's the reason that Tor is used for stuff like that and that's the reason it doesn't get caught and why these people can sell drugs online and stuff like that is because the amount of security that those websites have in them but you're right insecurity is getting better as far as tracking people but the problem is when you got someone who owns an ice cream shop and in his basement has got 13 different computers all pinging different computers throughout the world because you can use your computer as a relay to access like the dark or deep web which will access a VPN and like this whole complicated process just so you can go on order some fucking meth but like the problem I had with going on there is, like, even when you fucking boot that thing up, I mean, we were just using it to watch Netflix in school because it was blocked during the fucking profanity filters, but even going on that fucking thing, I just felt dirty because I was like, I don't know what I'm endorsing or, like, I don't know what me using is, like, same as watching a YouTube video. Like, you watch a YouTube video, someone profits. Am I using this browser, like, am I using this browser and is someone profiting off of it? Like, whoever created it doesn't care about all these people selling drugs or posting illicit videos and stuff like that. Like, am I supporting something by using it? And that's why I ultimately stopped using it, because I, like, didn't want to support somebody doing something disgusting. The guy who owned the ice cream shop admitted that he bought off of there was his friends were into uh, firework competitions. So, like, you can make your own firework and release into a competition. It's not something like 4th of July, all these, like, 
bring the kids, let's go hang out and watch it. It's like you actually have real judges from like the state and things like that. So like you have officials there, but the people who make it, you can only bring a certain amount of people. You go like miles into a field because of sound, because you can get your ears damaged and stuff like that. Um, and you'll get rated on the explosion size, the sound, color, and different things like that. So you, it's kind of cool because like kind of like car racing, you can get like like how car looks versus how fast it goes, things like that. Same thing with the fireworks. And where I'm getting at, he bought an illegal firework off the dark web. And he's like, let me buy two. He's like, I'll buy one so we can test it before like we actually submit it into the competition to see if it's the real deal. Because nobody knew how to make a firework, but the grand prize to win this thing is 50 grand. Jesus. So he's like, all right, let's do it. And they live in like a condominium complex where like all the houses are the same, like you see like in Disney movies. And he, had, he doesn't have a video, but he has a f- picture. And the picture is the entire night sky lit up because he lit it off on top of his roof and it rained fire onto the street and all of his friends were running jesus christ and like apparently like he like broke like everybody's windows and stuff like that but uh <laughs> long story short his his dad owns a lot of businesses in our area so he they the family itself has fu money and that was the reason why he was allowed to own the ice cream shop because his dad owned that entire complex jesus yeah Jesus. See, that's the problem is when it comes to having, like, absolute power, as far as the dark web goes, I mean, literally anything you want you can have, you're going to get some fucking people who are going to do some stupid shit. Because, I mean, that was just a firework. Imagine if he actually ordered a fucking Draco, like you were talking about. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. I mean, you could order chemicals and shit off that fucking thing. Like, you could literally make a bomb off the fucking dark web if you don't like it, which is fucking horrible. Like, yeah, I don't dude. believe that shit will allow you, though, but I'm sorry. Well, that's why I'm glad the security got better. It's because the people who are really dumb and are like, oh, I'm going to go on there and buy this because like, I hate this kid at school or I hate this guy at work or something like that, they can get traced and tracked down for it because they're not smart enough to go and set up everything. They have it pinged into 19 different countries. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to be that smart, I, I hope they're responsible enough to not do anything to harm anybody. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like buying an ice cream machine. Because ice cream machines, believe it or not, are very expensive. And I'm just referencing because that's all I know. If you get it for that cheap because you're trying to make your business set up cheap, that's okay, I guess. But this guy was weird. And I don't want to stand up for him because he's the kind of guy, like five, ten years from now, you find out he was doing some crazy shit in his house. Yeah. Like he basically, I was 17 when I started working there. And he would let me run the shop the entire day. Like, open and close. Open and show. You know he doesn't care about that business. Yeah. That's F.U. money. Well, you, I used to have you guys go in there. I used to, like, give away free ice cream. I used to bring my piano in there. I used to play the piano. Um, read. I used to blast, like, music that's not appropriate because there's kids getting ice cream. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just a crazy setup. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the dark web. It's like, I, I'm glad that it's not a more widely known concept and a widely understood concept because then you get people who don't know what they're doing or just angry and bitter and want to buy a gun and kill somebody. Like, could you imagine murder-suicide rates if everybody knew how to use the Indian browser? Yeah. It'd be fucking horrible. So, like, the people who actually know how to use it and are tech-savvy enough to be able to access that, I mean, you could do it with a base knowledge. Even if you just learned how to use that, it's pretty easy to use. Um, and it's pretty easy to learn how to set up 
I mean, it's about as much work as it takes to set up a fucking Minecraft server you can set up to you in your browser. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even know it exists. They just know about the dark web or have heard about the deep web, and that's as far as their like knowledge extends. They don't well, know about the door to get there. Most people are dumb enough to type in on Google how to get into the dark web. So then right then and there, FBI is like, okay, let's write that down. Watch list. Yeah. <laughs> no flights. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. You can't. You just can't give people that power. I'm just glad it's not a more widely known thing. Because, I mean, if I was planning on doing, like, if somebody was planning on doing something stupid, you could get it on that fucking place. It's just, it fascinates me. And even the way it actually orchestrates, like, the way that you actually have access to the deep and dark web and the way that they exist, like how I was talking, like the object permanence kind of thing, the entire concept's just fucking fascinating to me. Because, like I said 20 years ago, we have fucking landlines. And now I can order a gun on Amazon. <laughs> well, you actually used to be able to buy, like, ammunition and stuff back in the day off of Amazon for real. That's fucking crazy. But that got shut off real quick because everybody's like, you know, there's, like, different malls and stuff. I mean, you can do that now, like, for something, like, less trivial, like, vape liquid. Mm. You couldn't order it to New Jersey because it wasn't legal here for a little while. Yeah. But you can order it to PA. So... It's, I feel like New Jersey's strict. Like, we have a lot of shit that's illegal that is not illegal everywhere else. Well, we follow New York. We're like the sister state to New York. A lot of the laws in New York we follow, but we're a little bit less strict than them. New York's also a lot worse of a place than we are. Yeah. I mean, everybody wears Tims. <laughs> Gotta be intimidating somehow. And black puffers. Yeah. Well, that's like hollow points are illegal in New Jersey, right? But they're not illegal like in other states? Yep. It's fucking strange. I mean, it makes sense. Do you imagine getting shot with a hollow point? Yeah, well, like, even if you're a hunter in New Jersey, if you carry a shotgun in your car, you have to bring a permit, you have to have it in a gun case that's locked in the trunk, and... You can't be able to reach it, right? You can't be able to reach it. Your gun, your bullets have to be out of the safe that's locked and into, like, another container Mm. and stuff like that. So, like... If you were to ever use it for self-defense reasons, like, you will not have enough time. It's going to take you, like, 20 minutes to get everything out ready. Could you imagine asking somebody to stop murdering you for about 30 minutes so you can get your gun together? <laughs> yeah, man, like, hey, Give me a fair chance, bro. I know your car jacking me and give me 20 minutes, and this is going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can do this quick. Because in 45 minutes, you're going to have a real problem in your hands, buddy. <laughs> and if you're hard, if you, please don't leave like longer than a hundred, like a hundred to two hundred yards, because I won't be able to get an accurate <laughs> shot. So like, stay around here. Can you kindly carjack me, please? That's fucking ridiculous. 